for this. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Got one more cut from Sark, his press conference at coaching school on Kelvin Banks. I was just thinking, you know, we're getting ready for college football awards. Award season, Craig. Uh, preseason watch yep. lists are about to come out. I got a feeling Kelvin Banks will be on a few of them. Uh, and really, he was. You, you don't realize Sark got through his whole press conference at coaching school with, without anybody asking about quarterbacks. That was. That's amazing. Blown away. I'm, I'm looking around like, no, none of you asking about quarterback. Don't waste a question. We got like 15 minutes with Sark. You can ask him something else. Don't, don't ask, ask him. Well, we're, when Just we had him on, uh, you know, when we had him on last week. We didn't ask him about it. Mm-hmm. The only reference made was at the end of the interview, and I said, we're going to let you go. I know people are pulling on you. And I said, we got your quarterback coming up. And he said, he's way more interesting than I am. So the only player Sark was asked about was Kelvin Banks. And uh, just some numbers I've gone over on this show and that I've written about at Horns 24-7. Sark runs those down right here talking about Kelvin Banks. Well, I think Kelvin had a great freshman year. You know, he went against uh, – got to get this right – Four first-round draft pick defensive ends, and I'm going to be remiss if I leave somebody out. But I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to take a run at it, and then somebody help me along the way. Okay. So he went against Will Anderson. He went against Tyree Wilson. He went against Felix the Cat from from Kansas State. He went against Will McDonald from Iowa State. Zero sacks. So I think the guys got. <laughs> A elite talent and ability, uh, but B the 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 maturity that it takes, you know. I and mean, then it's it's unique because everybody talks about you have to graduate early and coming out of high school and get there early. He didn't. He came in the summer, and when he arrived in the summer, he continued to work and do what he needed to do, and ultimately he became a starter. Uh, so I do think the sky's the limit. Uh, <laughs> He's cut from the right cloth, man, and uh, we're, we're fortunate to have him. When you talk about the offensive line, you know, Craig, we we've we thought Connor Williams was going to be this guy, and Connor had an All-American sophomore year. It was hurt his junior year, and we really didn't get to see the full go of it. Sam Cosby was going to have one of those years, and Sam had a good year, but it was the COVID year, and everything was just out of whack that year. This is this is the latest of a guy that you really feel like, okay, he's got a chance to be a, a cornerstone of this offensive line, the kind of guy you can build everything around. But it feels different with Kelvin Banks because, again, you know, Sam, Sam Cosme redshirted and then started at right tackle then moved over to left. You know, Connor Williams did start his the first game of his freshman season at left tackle, but I think we can all agree the offensive line situation was much different sure. in 2015 than it was in 2022. And for Kelvin Banks to do what he did, he's got he's one of those guys that if, if everything keeps going on the current trajectory, he's not going to be here four years. He's going to be here three, and then he's going to go be a top ten pick of the draft. That's just the way those things go. Uh, it's been a while since Texas has had one of those guys. It feels real like, yeah, he really – I know there was some talk about that with Connor Williams and Cosby, but it feels real when you talk about with Kelvin Banks, that, that high, high NFL upside that he's got. Here's what I want to know about Kelvin Banks. Since you mentioned Sam Cosby, can he catch a pass? <laughs> that I don't know. <laughs> I bet he's athletic enough he could. Probably. Wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Wouldn't doubt it. Um, I still see Cosby rumbling into the end zone <laughs> against West Virginia. But when we talk about the offensive line and how much better can this group get, you know, Kelvin Banks' ceiling is high, and you've got guys on that offensive line. That, 
know, they all return all five starters, but other than really Jake Majors, you forget how young that group was mm-hmm. last year. Hayden Connor hadn't started a game. Cole Hudson hadn't started a game yet. Uh, Christian Jones was coming off a year where he was, quite frankly, wasn't that good in, in 2021. Now you get Christian Jones back after a solid year. You know what Banks has. And between Majors, Connor, Hudson, and DJ Campbell, of those four, you're going to end up with three really good starters on the interior offensive line. So. I'm, glad you, I'm glad you brought up Christian Jones because I, I, I'm sure you remember this. I remember this as well. Going in at right where we are right now in July, or mm-hmm. even into August, going into the practice, and folks were talking about the offensive line, and they said Christian Jones, and the, the universal reaction was, oh, he's back. He's back for one more year. Uh, okay. Well, he was. Everybody and, assumed he was going to be the odd man out. Yeah, yeah. Because he and then and then he winds up, as you said, a very solid year for yeah. him. That's, that's that's all you can. You know, you can ideally you'd want, and you think of great college tackles, right? Like you want Orlando Pace or Jonathan Ogden, you know, Justin Blaylock. Like sure. you'd want one of those guys. But the the best thing you can say about an offensive tackle is if you don't think about them throughout the course of a game. Like oh yeah he he handled his business I don't even remember seeing him out there and and the most the most audible thing you hear about him is Banks as a freshman when, it, when he was getting after the Oklahoma players and was having none of it I mean, on that, some of the talk that helped the, set the tone for forty nine nothing yeah was him that's that's what that game is about guys that uh, the, the quicker you understand that game is played to the echo of the whistle mm-hmm. the better off you're going to be at the end of the day yeah. He certainly did that last um, and, and the other thing I wanted to mention, too, like I said, I thought I was going to get in here and rant and rave, but... You usually do. Well, I, I, t- I tend to sometimes, yeah. but... You already I'm, did to the tech <laughs> fan who was just trying to make sure you were correct in your in, in your categorization of, of, of Patrick Mahomes saying his number wasn't retired. It was honored. He's in the Texas Tech Ring, Ring of Honor and Hall of Fame and his number up on the wall. But, I, you know, Josh Williams, the LSU running back, Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw some things attributed to him yesterday, mm-hmm. and basically, like, oh, they're in for a ro- Texas and Oklahoma are in for a rude awakening when they get to the league, and then this is what you know. The, all this was attributed to Josh Williams. They don't know what they're getting into, is the quote, and, and I saw this in some headlines. But you know, he did say, "I don't think they know what they're getting into." The SEC is a beast, but. What if you just looked at the headline and just looked at that quote, you'd miss this part of what Josh Williams said. I love the fact that the SEC is expanding more to Texas. I feel like a lot of kids from Texas leave Texas because they want to play in the SEC, but now they're bringing it more to Texas. I think it's a great thing for football. That's a pretty freaking big part of that statement. And I just, like, look, I understand in my industry – I understand we have article quotas we got to meet. There are numbers you got to meet, benchmarks and page views and sessions and all kinds of stuff. And I understand the catchy headlines probably can get more people to click on it. I, I, I'd like to think there's a balance between doing that and, and being responsible. Like, yeah. I'm, so I'm just asking folks in my industry, just, just try to be a little more responsible. With what you're doing, do do I screw up headlines from time to time? Yeah, I can mess it up, and I've I've been guilty of it. But let's just let's just because this is the type of stuff that for those of us that are on a beat, mm-hmm. it makes players less likely to want to open up. Yeah, because now they think, okay, 
I said this. Now, every time I say something remotely interesting, it's going to get twisted on me and it's going to make it look like I said something that I really didn't mean. Yeah. So just especially the the folks that have to aggregate stuff, just be a little more responsible. That's all I'm saying. Just kind of because I was like, oh, man, I was ready. I was coming in here ready to defend Texas and Oklahoma. And be like, look, I get the SEC. It's it's a line of scrimmage league. It's the toughest league in the country. But that's not, no. Let's not act like everybody's Georgia. Let's not like act like everybody in that league is Alabama. Like you've got some teams at Texas and OU can go in there and beat. I think Mac Engel, the Forward Star Telegram, wrote a deal about that. He's always kind of looking down his nose at at, at Texas and Texas A and M anyway, and yeah. he's always pumping up TCU and all that. But he made a valid point where he said they're not all Georgia and Alabama and maybe LSU. Yeah. He said, "There's Vanderbilt in there, and there's you know, mm. and then there's Kentucky there's, is Kentucky, solid, yeah. Mississippi State, South solid. Carolina's on the rise. Yeah, I would say, Ole Miss. Hey, you know, we're seeing what Kiffin is doing doing there. Mississippi By the way, Shane, State, we'll Shane Beamer held court at coaching school. Did he really? How about the South Carolina opens the season with North Carolina, and both head coaches were yeah. there to address the THSCA this weekend. It's yeah. really random to think about. Yeah." Um, but, yeah, I was in here. I was going to get here. Man, everybody in the SEC is getting all pumped up thinking, you know, A&M went in there their first year and competed. Granted, they had a generational talent at quarterback, but they went in there and competed. That yep. team wasn't all Johnny Manziel. They had some pros on that team. So Texas and Oklahoma, they're going to be fine. You're going to realize that both of them have, have the talent to compete week in and week out in that league. Now, can they go win championships in that league? That's another discussion. Yep. And I think from that standpoint, Texas knows what they're getting into. I go back to this, Craig. The Arkansas game, Sark's first year, the guys that are still on that roster, that was the that was the F around and find out game. Yeah. The Sark even said it going in, like, look, if you don't come prepared, his exact quote was, you're going to get your ass knocked off. Yep. And those of us that were in Fayetteville, those of us that watched Saw it, it, it's exactly what happened. And I, yep. think, I think this team understands, those guys that are left, understands what you're getting into going into that league.